Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, June 29th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. The engaged one, a.k.a. the New York Times quoted at Tim Gettys. Let Tim host. It's my first time on the show this week. I was going to say, yeah, me and Bless had a conversation yesterday about how we've had a good run. We yeah. beat anybody else. This is fantastic. But it was also the fact that as I did your intro, I realized I haven't done your intro in a long time. In a long time. Which means we haven't hosted in a long it's time. It's weird. Than, I'm yeah. happy to be here with you on happy my birthday eve. Greg. Birthday Eve. Somebody I hope the elves bring you a nice treat. That's what they do. Uh, I was really happy because somebody tweeted at me today saying happy birthday Eve. And I was like, I appreciate you. Sure. Yeah, that means sure. you're a long time listener, viewer. I mean, we've mentioned it's your birthday this week and housekeeping quite a bit. I know, but the whole birthday Eve thing. Oh, see, I have no fucking idea what you're oh, talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always, <laughs> I'm I always sure this out. is from Game Over, Greggy, episode 36. Yeah. Know, he does all, yeah, he always does it. He's yeah. been doing it for I, years. For everybody. Yeah. yeah. I always celebrate the birthday Eve because my mom did it when I was little. That's cute. I thought it was weird, but. Oh, no. now, but now you like but it. Now, now it's my, part of my personal. Oh, you need that for Ben now? You're going to hit him up? 100%. Okay. I, I think if you look back at your text, I probably have. We text too much for that. I won't yeah, be able to find it. But I, I like did. that, though. We're friends. You just got to believe me, Greg. Now, is this an Indiana Jones inspired jacket? Hold on. Because it is a big time Indiana Jones week around here. He's running, ladies and gentlemen. Well, he does that. I'll remind you, this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday across several dozens of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news you know about. If you like that, of course, you should be part of the show for free by writing in to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD with your questions about the day's news. Of course. Your squad up request is so much more. If you really love what we do, you should head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free. Of course, you can get dozens of bonus exclusive episodes of shows like Kind of Feudy, uh, Greg Way, so much more. I don't know why he's wearing it like that. Because I don't want to ruin my hair yet. I'm on okay. interview at the end of the day. Okay, yeah, you, know I mean? you guys are interviewing there, uh, the new one, yeah. Crystal Dial. Mm-hmm. Dial Soap. Chris can, can Dial. you imagine thinking that this is less popular than Wolfenstein? A lot of bad decisions happen in video games. Space. <laughs> it's going to blow up, though. Now you'll see, Barrett. Now you'll see. All right. We'll I'm already see. in the rigmarole. Well, then we'll get back to just oh, chit-chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Patreon, like I said, uh, is what keeps us independent. It keeps the mics and lights on. So it would mean a lot to us if you went over there and supported us on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. But if you got no bucks to toss away, it's no big deal. Of course, you can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on podcast services around the globe and of course watching on youtube.com slash kind of funny games so i was never you know with us mm -hmm. embargoes are left and right yeah you know i'm the keeper of the games embargoes i know what's up but as i asked you about the indiana jones jacket i was like oh shit are we not confirming that we're going to review in reviews happening for this but then you just did it so i'm fine yeah oh yeah it's happening when does that go up uh, when can people watch you the can indiana watch jones it uh, dial of the crystal skull yeah uh monday nice. up monday for everybody what's it really called dial of destiny destiny 
P-O-D. Gotcha. Gotcha. God. Any teasers? I mean, you dress the part, so I guess that's cool. But yeah, I mean, look, the one thing I could say, it ain't that bad. It ain't that bad. It ain't that, that bad. That one it, there you go, ladies and around, gentlemen. Unanimously ain't that bad. Okay. Unanimously. Everyone's saying that. So. Even Blessing? Yeah. Okay, you didn't see Blessing, so, you know. I mean, we just talked about it. Well, I know, but I like to yeah. try to pin you down with yeah. it. Uh, no, you can't pin me. Not me. Can't. This is the burnt orange jacket, by the way. I remember that. Yeah. What a time to be alive the burnt orange jacket yeah. was. God, that, see, that's a kind of funny reference. Birthday that Eve. good you stuff. Know what's talking no, about Birthday that. Eve is deep, kind of funny lore, Greg. Thank you. Thank deep you. Deep lore. Yeah. I would More say it's pretty surface orange. level. Burnt orange. That's is a, a one-time thing. thing. That was a one-time thing that happened on a show. I love it. I love you. I miss you. I'm happy to be on the show. Happy to talk about video games. Happy talking about video games too. Don't love all the stories we're gonna talk. No, there's about. a lot of bad stories on yeah, here. But before we like get that. that, I just want to give a shout out to Breathe Right Strips. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You ever use these things? No. Been getting my ass kicked by allergies all allergy uh, season, right? I've been Kevin, of course, texting me on a delayed text, a scheduled text to get the local honey, which is great, and it, it, I'm doing it, but I'm still having a, sh- a struggle here and there on different days because this is the problem with flowers. They don't all bloom at once. So something's happened here. I've then said it a million times. You're fine, times. and then you, you think you're fine, and this fucking shit opens up, and it does. I don't know what's going on out there. And these bees, they're just up there fucking, so it's just all in there. But, like, uh, the other night, it was one of those where I wake up in the morning, and Jen's not in the bed, and I'm like, oh, no. And I walked out, and she slept on the couch because, like, she made me turn over, like, four or five times because even though I took my allergy pill, I was snoring. Snoring, like, snoring. I don't usually snore, but when I'm congested, obviously, there's nowhere else to go or whatever. So finally, I was like, all right, fine. I will go do the Breathe Right strips because I fought the Breathe Right strip during this allergy season. I'm like, well, it's an allergy. Yeah. What's it going to do? I'm still going to be congested. It's about, I put these things on last night as I went to bed after playing a video game for a review, but I, I was like, I've never breathed like this. You're breathing right. I want to wear it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Can I wear them permanently? You could, dude. I don't think I don't want that to be my look. You know, I got enough. I think it could on. be good. It could be, but we'll see. Uh, what could be good? Our today's stories, which include Baldur's Gate 3 removing its date, but not in the way you think. <laughs> Sega's response to Xbox and some sad news from the Pokemon Go developer. We'll have all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. You already heard the rigmarole. Get your ass over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny and support us. It would mean a lot. And if you want to go the extra mile, use the Epic Game Code Kind of Funny when you're checking out the Epic Game Store or buying something in Fortnite, Rocket League, or another Epic Game Store supported game on on the console of choice housekeeping for you a brand new kind of funny x cast is available right now all about the last huge week of xbox news you can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games or your podcast service of choice to see mike and his two gaming dads chop it up about nintendo being in court let me tell you something greg i look over at mike's desk yesterday yeah at his computer and he's you know like this yeah i know he's got to get glasses so because you got to get real close to see the screen um, but his screen has maybe seven documents open, yeah. and he's conspiracy theory. Like he's doing his research into this, and I respect the hell out of that. We should have sent Mike to the. We should have sent him dressed in his one hundred thieves and shorty shorts to the court. Yeah, just sit there. Yeah, Mike, take go, notes, go report on Figure this. it out. But yeah, no, he was looking at everyone's reports and just getting all the quotes and stuff. So I bet that this is a banger episode. It's of also X-Cast. the first one with the th- just the three of them in a, just in a bit. Oh, yeah, I think in like a, probably like a month because yeah. It's been a while since Gary's been around. So go hang out with the boys. You know, he's on a writer's strike, so God forbid he comes hang out with us. You know? Yeah. 
Ain't riding shit here. No, no, that. no, I'll tell you that right now, too. All right, it's Joey's half birthday, which means you can get 25% off everything in our Rooster Teeth store with the code Christmas in June. Of course, you might remember we launched a brand new store, kindoffunny.com slash store. But when we did that, that meant we had to leave Rooster Teeth behind and a whole bunch of products. So you can go to kindoffunny.com slash old store, where you can then use the promo code Christmas in June to get 25% off all of this cool kind of funny merch. Look at all the summer stuff you could have. Great. Look at that Scarpino thing there. That's great. Wow, look at that. Oh, I thought that was Kevin. I was like, we didn't have Kevin on a photo shoot. No, just some other guy. Look at the Cool Greg shirt there. Look at the bomber jacket there. 25% off. You kidding me right now? Remember when Bless said he, we didn't have PS I Love You merch? Prove him wrong. I hate Bless. That's good merch. Now that he's not here. We we do have to compete, though. The X-Cast has been making really good stuff. Yeah, the X-Cast merch is, like, too good. They're really making good stuff. we got to get on that. Uh, of course, <laughs> there's one bullet point here that just says, Tim birthday. Tomorrow is my birthday. <laughs> if it is my birthday eve today, that, of course, means tomorrow will come. And uh, come hard it will, because we're streaming all day, Ew. just like we did for your birthday. Yeah. The Mike, Nick, and Andy were like, Tim, can we just hijack you for the entire day? And yeah. I was like, you know what? Let's go. And they uh, pitched me on a couple things. I'm like, all of this sounds ridiculous, and I'm totally in. But I was like, can I pitch you on something? All right? Tomorrow's June 30th. Not only is that my birthday. Crash Bandicoot anniversary. It is that as well. It's also the release date of... One. Two. Switch. Everybody won to Switch, baby. So uh, we don't have the game yet. That's it's, that we haven't heard anything from from okay. Nintendo about this game. Sure. Um. So tomorrow Good morning, sign. great sign. Tomorrow morning, we're gonna download this game. Okay. I mean, we're going maybe to play possibly it. tonight at nine p.m. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. Um. But we are a hundred percent going to be playing everybody one two switch. Wow. On this stage live in front of seven thousand screaming fans. I can't wait. That's gonna internet. be fantastic. Will Brian Altano be here? I think so. He will be. He'll be in the building. I've confirmed Brian will be here. He'll be doing the Let's Plays with me that you made happen on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny in October. But clearly, we'll bring him over here and let him do some stuff with you. I mean, it's everybody wants to switch, so everybody has it's to. Got, everybody in the room's got to do it. Everybody's <laughs> got to be a part of it. Uh, thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny, but especially our Patreon producers, Casey Andrew, Delaney Twining, and James Hastings. Today, we're brought to you by BetterHelp, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is... And forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Eight items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. We begin at Kotaku, where Ethan Gotch writes, Pokemon Go developer lays off 230 employees. Oh, I'm sorry, this is Kenneth Shepard and Ethan over at Kotaku. Uh, Niantic is shuttering its Los Angeles studio and is moving away from in-house game development. As such, the Pokemon Go studio is laying off 230 employees, shuttering NBA All-World and canceling its upcoming Marvel World of Heroes. In an internal email sent to employees today and acquired by Kotaku, company founder John Hankey uh, explained that this decision came because the studio's, ex quote, expenses grew faster than its revenue, end quote. Hankey's email says, while the studio saw revenue surges during the COVID-19 pandemic, as years have gone on, it's seen a decline in revenue. Alongside this, he also says the AR game market has become much more crowded since Pokemon Go's launch in, uh, in, in 2016. You crowded it! Listen, that's accurate, but also Ghostbusters World had a hand in this. You're right. uh, alongside the growing market, Hanky cites a broader lack of long-term engagement for its multiple projects, meaning it hasn't been meeting internal goals. Quote, 
We also bear responsibility for our own performance, Hanky's email said. Today's highly competitive mobile game market requires dazzling quality and innovation. It also requires strong monetization and a social core which can drive viral growth and long-term engagement. Teams need platform tools that are force multipliers, enabling them to build at the highest quality with powerful engagement features quickly and efficiently. Our AR map and platform must deliver the features that developers want in a robust and reliable way. We have not met our goals in all of these areas. In the meantime, Pokemon Go will remain a top priority for the company with the long-term goal to keep it, quote, healthy and growing as a forever game, end quote. Other recently launched games like Pikmin Bloom, uh, Peridot, and Monster Hunter Now will continue development. Uh, but Hanky claims the team has, quote, a lot of work to do to maintain retention, revenue, and profitability. The company also plans to continue investing in AR maps and platforms uh, for developers to build and monetize their own AR experiences while minimizing its own internal projects. While we were going live, I got an email from Neantic PR laying out a whole bunch of stuff and also linking to a blog post. Uh, Blessing was nice enough to do this and says Neantic put up a blog post stating these three key points. We remain committed to supporting Pokemon Go. Pikmin Bloom, Peridot, and Ingress, and the forthcoming Monster Hunter Now, which will launch globally in September. We want to free up resources to begin building uh, building for the emerging class of MR devices and future AR glasses, including key content and platform services with Lightship that will help realize the promise of this technological shift. We are narrowing our focus. This is the third bullet point. We are narrowing our focus to concentrate on games that most strongly embody our core values of location and local social communities. We will be sunsetting NBA All Star World and stopping production on Marvel World of Heroes and closing down the LA office. Approximately 230 employees are impacted. Before we get into any of our armchair quarterbacking of Niantic and their decisions and how we got there, of course. Uh, all our thoughts and sympathies go out to the 230 people who woke up without a job today. Horrible. That fucking sucks. Uh, of course, this is something that goes on and is said too much in our industry. And of course, you might look past mobile gaming as being affected by all of this. And we think about all the big studios we talk about. But of course, these are 230 people trying to make video games, trying to bring joy to people's lives. And they do not have a job as of this morning. And that fucking sucks. It really does. Um, I was, I'm looking into what MR is because that is not something that I've, I've heard of before. You guys have a guess as what MR is. Do you already know? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Meta reality. Oh, okay. No, go ahead. I look at it here. I see it. Mixed reality. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mixed yeah, reality. Yeah. So it's it's kind of combining virtual and AR. What they what they do in their blog post, the way they parentheses is it the rise of MR parentheses, video pass through devices such as the MetaQuest Pro and Apple Vision Pro. And and which is actually whew, Sorry, PSVR 2, which also has passed through. You know what I mean? You can look through the thing. What am I going to get out? I'm not going to come out. They're, they're on the ropes right now. I don't need to correct them. Yeah. So, and then I saw there was a couple like watches too that had like physical elements, but like hologrammy type looking that's, things. That's so, dope. that's the future. Interesting stuff here. Um, but yeah, this is unfortunate, like you said, for the, the layoffs. And um, it's also something that like felt weirdly inevitable where Niantic was putting out so many different products and it, it never felt like it made any sense because these things aren't. Pokemon, if we want to bring up, I think, a salient comparison, Telltale Games. Say, 100%. This is so reeked mm-hmm. of Telltale Games. And I'm not shitting on Niantic or anything, but it was lightning in a bottle, Pokemon Go. 
this i mean I, there's the old quote that i love the most that was a tweet and i'm sure a million other people have said too but like it wasn't my tweet i saw on the internet of like the closest we ever were to wor- to world peace was pokemon go where you would go outside to go to the corner store and you would pass people i remember in our neighborhood where the mm-hmm. old spare bedroom was the real spare bedroom walking down and kids running around playing pokemon trying to take over this gym jen and me had just started dating they were sending she's sending me stuff from montreal of her on a run and it's like well, this is insane that this is happening and has maintained to a certain extent that there still is a huge Pokemon Go thing. I still see people pass me. Not the fever of what it was at launch or whatever, but it was, hey, we have lightning in a bottle. We have this huge thing. And just like they did Telltale with Walking Dead, now let's get every IP and do it again. And Wizarding World or whatever Harry Potter one was, it was like, that ain't the, that ain't the stuff. Come on. You can look at not Niantic, but ghostbusters world a game i was super excited for i never saw another human being on the road playing ghostbusters world i never i went to fight gozer no one's there to help me in these raids or anything like that like these games like you're saying continue to pop up and do it but like for niantic so many of them have seemed and this is something i i can speak uh right now to uh, with monster hunter now right i played that at sgf i was like oh you know what this is fun i'm looking forward to downloading this but you can i when i they sat down to give me the demo i was like okay cool yeah this is a very this is the mat from pokemon go and i'm battling in a different way but i'm battling i'm collecting i'm doing it's like oh do we have lures do you, it's like there are ideas that are original to monster hunter uh now is that what I'm yeah I, i'm starting to doubt myself uh that i'm like this is cool but it also seems like a copycat of pokemon go which i think is inevitably for me going to lead to i'm not the world's biggest monster hunter fan so i'm going to play it for a little bit and fall off and never come back similar to pokemon go even though i keep pokemon go on my phone for the occasional thing i'll occasionally do that with monster hunter i wonder you know they are still pushing forward with monster hunter of course that game is set to come out in september two months from now my question there is how long do they stick with it and then also for monster hunter it will be fascinating to see it is not pokemon in america but Monster Hunter is huge in Japan. Like, it's just a juggernaut in Japan. And remember, Monster Hunter PSP was such a big deal in Japan because everyone was plays handheld over there. Now everybody uses phones over there. I do wonder what Monster Hunter now is going to do in Japan. What I, You know, in America, I think people tinker with it, but I don't know how they'll stick around. That's a whole different ball of wax, but it is just Pokemon Go again. Yeah, and so what's interesting there is I, and I've, many people have heard the story now a couple times in the last couple of months, but I've been playing Pokemon Go every single day since November. And I continue to do that. And about three months ago, they made some big changes that made it a demonstrably worse experience. Was and this the stuff they dialed back from COVID? Because yeah. I remember when that was coming around. Yeah. What, you could no longer do it from your house. The remote raid stuff or you have to pay. It's a, there's a lot more things you have to pay for it that really kind of felt like part of the core experience of what made it worth playing every day. Okay. Um, so now I'm, what I'm doing every day is a lot less intensive. Like me and uh, Goldfarb are like trading gifts back and forth every single day to like make our friendship go up. Yeah. You know what I mean? But in a lot of ways, that's just us connecting. <laughs> like, it's sure. just, you know, it's not actually too necessary for the, the game or anything. And I really do enjoy what's there. You talking about Monster Hunter having some unique things. I don't know what they are, but like Pokemon Go is not what it was in 2016. Like there's battles. There's oh, like sure. a lot more oh, intricate, sure. um, intricate things going on. But I mean, it's, it's still not like, you know, that crazy. Uh, but there's enough that keeps me going and keeps me interested. And like, I really want to catch them all. And I, at this point, I think I have over 500 of the 780 available. You got a Porygon in like there? That. I do have a Porygon. Don't I have Porygon too, though? Um, do you know there's a Porygon 2? Uh, no, I did not know that. There is, Greg. Yeah, there is. That's cool. Um, but let me check if I got it. Uh, with doing that, I, I feel like I'm hardcore into this thing. And it's like, I can't imagine being hardcore into Pikmin Bloom. 
Even yeah. the Lakers had. I don't think Lakers playing. Had, you know, you know what I mean? Bloom, you know? Yeah. This Porygon sucks. This is Porygon 2? Porygon 2. That's the Wii U of Porygons. I don't want to see this guy. Um, God damn. Um, but yeah, it's... I, it's, I struggle to think about the success of Niantic when they are really, really kind of missing the mark in terms of giving the community what they want. Like... And I understand that, like, going to Reddit's, uh, like, subreddits for games years into a, uh, the game's existence, 99% of the time, it's going to be a negative. Like, everyone's just... This is exactly what I was talking upset. about uh, last week with Jericho, Jericho, Jericho on uh, Twitter. Uh, Jericho, when she was co-hosting, right, she's a big Destiny fan. And it was that thing of, like, oh, so... And she's like, well, you play a game, all you do is talk about how much you hate it, but you can't stop playing it kind of thing, right? Where you only yeah. see the faults and what you want out of it, but you're still there for the hook if you're committed totally but i think the problem here with the uh with the pokemon is with pokemon go is it's like the people that were there for the hook it's like you should really be like keeping them happy yeah 100 you know? like because especially if you're going to try to fund all these other projects that in no world are going to outdo pokemon so keep that core happy and you go to the reddit and it's just like more and more and more upset since november since i started playing and looking at it yeah and i think that's a really bad sign and it leads to things like this right um, but for them to put out Peridot, which is their original thing. They're By the way, here. Uh, uh, at new AJ's eyes. <laughs> Sorry, when it's all shoved together, all lowercase, it's hard. At new AJ's eyes uh, says uh, Peridot, as we keep saying, is pronounced Peridot because it's a French word. Baguette, baguettes and all that, isn't it? Well, Peridot, Peridot. And being an original IP that is very clearly them trying to own everything of it so that they can make all the money from it, which makes sense for them. But for them to put that out in combination with this news and layoffs and like losing Marvel as a license and things like that. That like, one I'd love to be a fly on the wall. Yeah. Cause that's, of like, that's a decision. Yeah. And, but it's like, let's talk about the, the deals you sign with Disney slash Marvel mm -hmm. games. Like who had the say of like how you're getting out of this? Like it's done. It's announced. It's it, the contract is signed. So what was the clause that was, yo, we're losing money hand over fist. We have to close this. And Marvel's like, no big deal. Or was it like, no, hold on a second. Or Marvel looked at it and was like, yo, you've made no progress. Fuck this. It's over. Yeah. I'd love to know. I mean, again, they announced this at the Marvel Showcase at D23, the Marvel so, Disney Games. So showcase. just a full stop, right? Mm -hmm. You're saying that Blessing, Blessing Eddie Oye lied to you, everybody. He said it was coming. Remember that next time. Yeah. Remember when we... Lied about nope, the nope, shut up. That, okay, that's cool. different. That's different. Um, but yeah, so uh, with that, it's like they clearly, like there was money and marketing put towards this thing already from the Disney point of view, Marvel point of view. They're going to be upset about that. They're not going to like this. For sure. You know? Um, oh, it's just bad will too, right? Yeah. Marvel Games is a thing that has like been trying to get back on the right track of nailing it. So like to have this and do this. That's yeah. Cool. I don't know. This is just, it's such a bummer. And I really wish that like it, they would just like make the changes necessary to like, get back to Pokemon Go being kind of just a very happy core win for all the, the people playing. Whereas right now it really doesn't feel that way. It really feels like all the things we don't want to see from um, mobile games or games in general, where it's like the, the strong monetization strategy or whatever, that should be a good thing. I always say that a strong monetization strategy actually means something that players and developers are getting the most out of where yes. you feel rewarded you feel like you're actually getting what you're paying for and it's an appropriate price for what you're getting to be able to be a sustainable long-term thing to keep everybody happy it does not mean nickel and diming people left and right any chance they get yes. because they desperately need to scrape by just to try to survive and it does feel like that's where we're at now 
And so much of it is like, like why were there 15 games in development? And that's not a real number, but like whatever there were, why were there so many? Like, and, and why does it seem like this is one of those very obvious things from the outside that you bring Man, you're doing a lot. Uh, we, like even yeah. with Telltale, we were always like, oh, they're doing a lot. But it took a while for them to start the quality to start to dip, right? I do feel like it started with the quality bad, then it got good, and then there was like a... The engine always sucked. That was the thing, because oh, yeah. I think it was stagnated. The quality yeah. stagnated, okay. where it's never going to get better than this. And yeah. so it's like, oh, but right. then they started putting out games that just nobody talked about. Guardians of the Galaxy just happened. Sure. Sure, you know? sure, and sure. we're talking about big IP at that point. So it's like that It just kind of came, went in this like very clear way. Whereas these games, pretty much from the jump, people are like, like with Telltale, it's like, oh, wow, this worked for Walking Dead. It could also work for this, this, this. And we're all like, yeah, it could also work for this, this, this. We like to have conversations in the chat. Casino Bala says, why are we being so hard on this company? And the answer there is that 230 people no longer have a livelihood. And I don't mean to say, we've, I've said a few times in this conversation, not that I'm taking a shot at anything, blah, blah, blah. Tim, you've talked about on this show before that, whether it be layoffs in our side of the industry of games press and personalities, whether it be layoffs in the video game space and studios and stuff like that. Granted, it's always hard to take our 11 person company and apply that somewhere else. But the reason we're 11 person, the reason we ask you to support us and keep us independent is so that we can continue to make every decision we make be to the benefit of Barrett, of Kevin, of Joey, of us, of course, as well, but of our staff. And that would be the thing of, it would be very easy to have built this amazing studio and split this space in half and put another studio there. Oh, yeah. And like, we are hiring 10 more people. We are launching seven more podcast. podcasts. You get a podcast. Let's fucking go. And then, I mean, imagine if we had done that and like, you know, it kind of lined up with us launching the studio and then add an adpocalypse happening of everybody. There's a recession coming. We're not giving any ads. But imagine if that, we had done it, everything was gravy for six months and then all this happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, people are making decisions where I feel they are being people at the top of these companies are making decisions and they are being way too bullish. They are literally sitting there and going, the good times will roll forever. And I think they're doing that because they know that in this situation, and I'm talking, well, yeah, the company founder, John Hankey, who I'm not taking a shot as a person or making anything. He knows he's going to be the company founder and the CEO or whatever his official title is for, even if it all goes wrong. Even if it all doesn't work out, yeah, like for we're him, talking about good times will continue. We are talking work. about capitalism. We are talking about the cost of doing business and not thinking and growing organically. That's always the thing with kind of funny when you talk about us and you look at all this and yada, 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 right? It took eight years of independence pretty much to get here to do this. And that is all organic. That was never us making this huge bet. This was never us taking out this huge loan. This was never us being in a million pieces. Like we made these decisions and have gone the way we've gone and built the business the way we've built it to make sure that I don't have to wake up one day and come and be here and say, hey, guess what? We had to lay off 10% of the staff. And again, let's not mince words. That might happen one day. That might happen. That, that, but if it did, I could sit here and tell you we did everything possible not to make that happen. It wouldn't be that I would sit here and you guys would all go, well, you say you did everything possible, but you launched seven podcasts yeah, nobody was totally, asking for. Totally. And this, you hired all these people, and there's clearly all these expenses. And yet, da, 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 like, that's just not the reality of the situation here. Yeah. And, okay, Tondo, 10% would be one person. Sorry, Bless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would phrase it that way, though, right? 10% of the staff had to go. But, but yeah, and again, going back to what I'm saying about like, like understanding what your product is and what works there, 
I put money into Pokemon Go. I, yeah. I like not a ridiculous amount, but like I put it an amount that I feel like is like very fair. Like I want to reward the amount of time and fun that I have playing the game, which is a lot. But then whenever I see like baffling price points for some of the, the things like the raid pass stuff that I was talking about, I'm like, wow, this makes me not want to support the core game, the game that is working. So I have an eyelash in my eye. It's not good. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's just unfortunate to, to see this. But I think the difference between it and Telltale is we looked at this from the beginning and we're like, huh, that doesn't seem like something that needs to be applied to everything. Well, and again, like, I can't fathom having the tiger by the tail. Pokemon Go is this like once in a lifetime oh, yeah. thing. It's, I mean, when they write the history of mobile games, they will, there will be a, po a Pokemon chapter. So I can't, but it is that idea of like, it's, it is Telltale. It is Embracer. It is everyone on the outside, us doing these shows being like, man, they are working on a lot of stuff. I hope they know what they're doing kind of thing. And then when it blows up in their face and people lose their jobs, like that's fucking sucks. And they do need to help be held accountable about that. And again, I, I'd like to think our commentary isn't dragging people through the streets and beating them and sh ringing the shame bell or whatever, but it is, this is the day and this is the news and this is the thing. And it is, I feel the writing has been on the wall of what are you doing and how are you not seeing that there isn't that appetite for all these different IPs. Pokemon was a very special IP that you know, like you can see the bot, the, 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 the battlefield litter with the bodies that couldn't make it happen. So to do this and be like NBA all world, Okay, okay, I I'm not a big NBA fan. I don't know. What I, Marvel would have been one I would have liked to have seen, but I don't know what that but actually would have like, turned out to I be. I mean, it, this is so weird, and I feel like now I am getting into the more nitpicky side of this stuff. Sure. Pokemon Go worked. It was lighting in the bottles, all that. It's also Pokemon. Gotta catch them all. It's a whole thing. Pokemon does that at cards, in TV shows, in games, and it works in all those mediums, and it has worked since 1996. Sure. This is just how this is for that franchise. People can be as into basketball as they want. <laughs> Catching basketball players, that's fucking weird. Was that like, what it was? I don't know. But, like, <laughs> but what I'm saying is it's like the gameplay loop of these things, like the inherent interest in it is just not like, – it works for Pokemon. Every single aspect works. Catching them, evolving them, training them, all that stuff that we know and love from Pokemon, it's there. You apply that to these other things, and it doesn't make sense. Monster Hunter, there's something interesting there. Going out and hunting monsters, like that's yeah. the core gameplay. Loop. And again, that's the thing. and one of the things about Monster Hunter, and now if I can go into a preview mode of why I'm still excited for it, why I can't wait to play it, and see if it'll stick for me, is like it's not the ball catching mechanic, right? It is tap the screen to slash the enemy, but then you do have to swipe to evade their attacks. That's cool. Pokemon too, though. Well, sure, but I'm it, it, just sh shut up. Yeah, but shut up. And that is the idea of like you know boiling into the Monster Hunter world bringing back from like the PSP games, right? Well, they're in everything, but they, I think they worked. I remember in PSP games, you know, you had to paintball the monster so that if it ran away, you could see it on your map still. Mm -hmm. Here's the idea of we're making this game. We know people like to do shit at home. And that's been a big, you know, like you're saying, uh, a conversation about Pokemon Go now. You know, you see the monster in the real world. You're at the movie theater. You see it. You can paintball it, put your phone in your pocket, go home, and then you can fight that monster at home. And the way, like, you know, what's in the area around you, like there's three different biomes, but every day the map will move them around so that you can you could sit in your house or whatever. Stay, like, they're doing things, I think, that sound neat. Maybe they are all from the current Pokemon Go, but... Yeah, and then not all of those things, but a lot of those features are somewhat in Pokemon in a way that makes sense for it. But my thing is, like, Marvel. We love Marvel. We fucking love Marvel. We sure do. We know it. We know the games. We love the games. We love the comics. We love the TV shows. Everything I just said about Pokemon is also true for Marvel. What does a Niantic Marvel game look like? 
Yeah, I know. We can come up with something. We could be like, well, it could be cool if you did this, this, whatever. But that's not the core thing of like, oh, Pokemon. You're like, yes, that is what it is. I yeah. totally get it. I saw someone in the chat say, oh, people uh, collect and trade uh, baseball cards or basketball cards. Yeah, ex exactly. Very niche uh, audience compared to fans of NBA or baseball. Yeah, Whereas yeah. Pokemon, catching them is anybody that's a fan of Pokemon. That is what Pokemon is. So it's like that, I think, is the, the big, big hurdle to get over. And then on top of that, add on the point that Pokemon Go right now is not where it needs to be in terms of pleasing the actual user base. So I don't know. I'm not too hopeful for a lot of these things. And I don't, and my, my thought, and I, and this is my thought based on uh, what we're seeing here is that, yeah, Monster Hunter won't be long for the world. I mean, it'll go on, I'm sure, at least a year, at least a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And again, Maybe I'm going to eat my, not eat my words because I'm just talking on my ass. But like, if it goes, if Japan like is fucking all over it and they love it, well, then that'll be fine. Don't worry about it. But like, again, I don't know what the call of this is going to be. And yeah. like, again, it, it, back to the whole point of like, I feel like you saw the writing on the wall. Even before there were a million Pokemon Go, Go clones, there was a Ghostbusters world that was a Pokemon Go clone that I was stoked about. And I knew this thing is on borrowed time. Yeah. Like, there's not enough Ghostbuster fans to roam the world doing this. Absolutely. Sadly, it's never too late to get on though. We're on an upswing. You see that new? You see the new teaser trailer with the the teaser poster with the ice on it? Can't say I have, Craig. Oh wow, really, Bear? But when you get the chance, go find the Ghostbusters. Uh, <sighs> the, you know, it's Firehouse was the code name of it. They then put out a teaser image of the, and it's got ice on it, and that's that's it. And you can also, if you really want to, you can go to McKenna Grace's TikTok. Oh, you're talking about the movie? Yeah. Oh, not the game. No, no, no. I thought you were talking about the cheesy trailer for some update for the game. Oh, Spirits Unleashed? Yeah. You want to talk no, about the latest Spirits Unleashed, Unleashed trailer? Christ. Latest Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed trailer? Sam Haynes' hand at the end of it? Ooh, -wee. Sam Haynes' hand, everybody. You kidding me? You remember a pumpkin ghost from Ghostbusters, a real Ghostbusters. Come on. Halloween ghost? Everybody remember Sam Haynes. This shit's going to be everybody. fire. Number two on the Roper Report. Baldur's Gate 3 PC is coming sooner than you expected. Wow. And the PS5 version is delayed slightly. Well, this is Wesley Yinpool at IGN. Uh, big news for Baldur's Gate 3 fans. Uh, developer Larian has brought forward the PC release date by a month, avoiding a potentially brutal clash with Bethesda's behemoth Starfield. Baldur's Gate 3 was planned for launch on August 31st, a day before Starfield's effective uh, September 1st release date because of early access. Now, the PC version of Baldur's Gate 3 launches August 3rd, giving a month head start on Starfield. The PlayStation 5 version, however, is delayed a week to September 6th. The Xbox version is still without a release window, as is the Mac version. Totally. You can, this is, you're following all this, right? It's oh, of easy. course, of course, of course. Uh, in a community update, Larian said the new release date, quote, means the PC version of Baldur's Gate 3 will be released at a time where you'll have more time to play it, end quote. That's a thinly veiled nod to players who were perhaps concerned about the prospect of choosing between Baldur's Gate 3 and Starfield on PC when they were coming out a day after the other. In an interview with IGN, Larian founder and creative director uh, Sven uh, Wiki uh, refused to name-check Starfield as a direct cause for the PC release date shift, instead speaking in general terms about wanting to find a slot within the busy release calendar. Quote, I know the comparison, and then in brackets to Starfield, is inevitable, of course, because it's coming out, he said. But I don't know if you've looked at the rest of the year. It's a super busy period. I don't think we've had a busy year. I don't think we've had as busy a year in, uh, as this in a long time. You've got Zelda. You've got Diablo 4. You've got Starfield. Final Fantasy. There's a bunch of others I'm not mentioning. It's a really big year. 
So we had to figure out, do we want to shove everything out at the same time because we are trying to get a simultaneous release or not? We figured it's there. They've been waiting for such a long time. We want it out because we've been sitting on this game for a long time too. It's time to get it out. Very interesting. Again, we talk about the industry changing and not being anything like it used to be. Anything can happen. Yep. And uh, it, there doesn't have to be consistency in terms of release dates. Does the game have a demo? Does the game have this? Is it going to be have cross-platform, cross-save, all this stuff? Like, It really is kind of whatever the hell people want to do. Um, I think that there's good news here overall, like the game coming out. I do think it's a bummer that it's not going to be like all at once, which is, of course, the ideal for people. Yeah. Um, but I do think Baldur's Gate, the audience is PC. So I of think course. this is one of those examples that, you know, often we see games come to console and like, oh, the PC port's coming eventually um, or not. That's whatever. why it's such a, I think, good move on their part where it is like, cool. A month before for the PC players who are going to be the dedicated hardcore audience. Then take Starfield on September 6th on PS5 where you don't have Starfield. So if it is that yeah. Baldur's Gate 3 is as good as Larian wants it to be and probably is based on the IP and what they want from it. If you get a month of PC players being like, this game is awesome. And then you drop it on PS5 on the September 6th and people, and the, no better marketing the people who than that. only have PS5s are like, well, then I got to play something. This is supposed to be great. I mean, dude, for it. Final Fantasy 16 putting out that demo when it did. Yeah. That is was the wisest marketing call Square could have made. Like anybody that was questioning that game or like people that were like, ah, this is just not, I don't like Final Fantasy, whatever. The demo comes out. The buzz around the demo convinced so many people to play it just because it's like, oh, it's there. That looks cool. I'm going to give it a shot. That's not what I expect Final Fantasy to be. And then, you know, it sells as well as it did and all that stuff already. But it's like I, the amount of fervor I saw online from people that, were, that went from not interested in Final Fantasy 16 to sure. I'm buying it because of that demo that was magic. They did it. And I do think that what they're doing here with Baldur's Gate, to your point, could be that again. Let's If the game is as good as we expect it to be, yeah, cool. I hope it is. Yeah. Let the PC players talk about that and create that buzz. That is the best type of thing to create the excitement for, oh, man, I don't have a PC. I don't have whatever consoles it's on. I do have a PS5. So when that comes, I'm going to get it because you're right. Can't get Starfield there. Can't get Starfield there. And ladies and gentlemen, over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, you can't get ads there. That's right. Each and every weekday, a brand new episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily goes live on patreon.com slash kindoffunny as a YouTube video, as an MP3, and there's no ads. Of course, you could also get all the podcasts there that way as well. You can even watch us record the podcast live as we record them like PS I Love You XOXO records this afternoon. Of course, however... Damn it, that was it. I mm. knew there was a housekeeping item blessing left off. We're reacting to Annapurna Live today, by the way. Oh, yeah. That's this afternoon. It was in yesterday's housekeeping, but it didn't make it today. We're reacting to Annapurna this afternoon. Twitch and YouTube, blah, blah, blah. You can catch it later on everything else. It was else. there earlier. I copied and pasted it. You know what? Again, when we have to lay off 10% of the staff. Hold on. When we have to lay off 10% of the staff, that's why. It's there. Blessing. No, it's there. You skipped it. I did not skip it. It's right here. I'm highlighting it right now. Didn't skip it. That wasn't there earlier. They, he's going back in there and fixing it. I copied and pasted it from somewhere. I'm the 10%. It's going to be great. Oh, no. We're reacting live to Annapurna Showcase today at noon. If you miss us, catch us live later on YouTube.com. Yeah, I can't believe I'm getting fired. Uh, <laughs> anyways, Patreon.com slash kind of funny keeps the rest of the team employed. Uh, but you're not on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. So here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. 
I know this from experience, how often it just seems easier to care about others and to keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my very best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash kindoffunny. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Number three on the Roper Report, Sega says it's not open to acquisition following Microsoft's interest. This is Tom Ivan at VGC. Sega has said it's not interested in acquisition talks after news emerged that it had been a target for Microsoft in recent years. Documents published last week as part of the Xbox Maker's legal battle with the U.S. Federal Trade Commission reveal that in November 2020, Xbox boss Phil Spencer requested approval from Microsoft CEO to approach Sega Sammy about buying its gaming studios. Following the news this week, uh, this following the news this week, Sega Sammy shares rose to their highest since 2007. Asked if the company is open to acquisition talks, the Sega co-chief operating officer uh, Shuji Yutsumi uh, told Bloomberg, quote, no, not now, end quote. <laughs> he declined to say if Microsoft had made a formal approach. Quote, we are very close with Microsoft and have a great relationship with its management team. Microsoft particularly has a high regard for us. Xbox's Phil Spencer and Sarah Bond are really serious about values that video game fans emphasize. End quote. All right. All right. You know, it's one of those things where good for you. This means absolutely nothing at all. This is just great when it's like, you know, your friends or you, you go through a breakup and your ex posts all your texts and then somebody gets dragged in who had nothing to do with it at all. Just like, I don't, I don't know, man. It's not, I'm sorry that he liked me and that made you guys get in a fight. I didn't like him ever. I don't know. I didn't know. I don't know what you want me to say, but we're good. And, uh, stock's going up though. Cause that's how this goes. Right. And it's like, cool. Play hard to get Sega. Play hard to get all you Barry, want. Barry hit my music. <laughs> well, Wait, is Barry? That. No, that's Kevin. Okay. You, good. No, it's yeah. I'm hit, right here. What's hit my up? music. You got to give me a heads up. Barrett, I don't know if you know this. Kind of funny games daily. Anything can fucking happen at any point in time. At any point in time. So I can't. I prep a million.
million other things. Barrett, no one is judging you for this. No one is saying you did wrong. I'm just saying I hit the music. I'm I'm expecting there to be a delay. That's fine. But then I saw Kevin typing away. I was like, oh shoot, is it is Barrett in the room? Mm, mm. There's a shadowy figure. The money man. Kevin Coelho. He's out here. While he preps this, I do want to say Imran Khan uh, tweeted on November 7, 2020, at complicated Twitter name, uh, wrote a story on Bloomberg about Microsoft looking to acquire multiple Japanese developers. On November 11th, Phil Spencer outright denied that. On November 10th, Phil Spencer officially asked Microsoft for approval to bid for Sega. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Greg's Financial Advice. Not endorsed by any financial institutions and not real financial advice. Uh, you may have heard, since I am Mr. Stocks and Bonds here, it's kind oh, of yeah. funny, all right? That's of course, deep. after all the success I've found with my 19 shares of Ubisoft, you might be thinking, man, Sega stocks at an all-time high. Should I buy it? No, don't buy it right now, all right? Again, this is not real financial advice, but I'm telling you right now, if you were th- saying, man... I saw a spike. Let it go back down. Because here's something a lot of people don't know. You want to buy low. (laughs) You want to sell high, brother, all right? So if you buy it right now, that'd be foolish because it's high, you see. So what you need to do is wait for it to come down. Then you buy it, and then maybe it sells one day. Because something like this will happen again. Somebody's going to get sued, and when they get sued, that's when the stock will go back up, you know? I wonder who will be sued. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh back to Imran Khan. Yeah, he was Phil Spencer lied, huh? Yeah, and then but that's how this goes. Like, I just feel like there's business happening, and again, not everybody's supposed to be privy to everything of business. That's not how this works. Look at how disastrous this entire thing is right now. We just get to sit here and laugh and sure. talk, talk about all the things happening, but this trial going on right now. PlayStation's just getting exposed. They're like, motherfuckers, this is our shit. Yeah, why, are yeah. you, why are you just talking why, about our budgets? Why Ninten- are you talking about our shit? Nintendo's uh, on the stand today or whatever, and there's been so many funny things of like how hard they fought to not be a part of this, how hard they it fought sucks. to steal everything. <laughs> the Nintendo, I, I don't have it in front of me, but the guy who's on the stand for Nintendo, like Nintendo lawyers refused to confirm if they represent him for the longest time, and he dodged being served like six times or something. It's like awesome. Dude, and that's the thing. is like they don't want to be involved in this shit, and now they need to say a bunch of things and expose themselves. Yeah. And it's like, damn, man. What I appreciated was the follow-up to Imran's tweet, right, where he did the whole thing of there, you know, a day before Phil officially asked Microsoft for approval, but then he denied it or whatever. You know what I mean? Imran's follow-up is, it seems like Bloomberg was correct, and Sp- Spencer's denial was at at its most sincere, extremely picky about what they were denying, right? Yeah. That's how you, you do the, like, oh, oh you yeah. phrased the question in a way that didn't actually happen, and so that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, totally. And so, anyway, I'm just applying that to this, this story we're covering today. Sure, I'm just, sure. like, them saying, they're like, no, we're not. It's like, all right, cool. Cool, you're not right now. Cool. Tomorrow, that could change. Sure, like, of course. It's just, this is not anything important. And, like, their stocks are up, which I just think is the, the best part of all of this. But, again, don't buy right now. No. They will no. come back down. But I use this for Sonic Mania 2. That's all I'm saying. All right. Fair enough. Number four on the rope report. Bloober team is done making psychological horror games. This is Jessica Condit at Engadget. Layers of Fear was Bloober Team's final psychological horror game. The studio didn't advertise this fact, but behind the scenes, a switch flipped weeks ago. When the remastered and expanded Layers of Fear collection came out on June 15th, it marked the end of a phase that was known internally as Bloober Team 2.0. Quote, this year, 
is like closing the era of making well, this year is like closing the era of making psychological horror games studio co-founder uh peter uh, babino uh, told engadget right now we are going into bloober team 3.0 making mass market horror end quote bloober is not oh. abandoning horror as a whole but it is shifting focus. Over the past decade, the studio has cemented itself as a powerhouse in the realm of psychological horror games, releasing the Layers of Fear franchise, Observer, Blair Witch, and The Medium, all of which generated terror through narrative and environmental cues, parentheses, otherwise known as quote-unquote vibes. Okay. It's not wrong. Because of these design choices, Bloober games have jokingly been called walking simulators, a description that uh, Peter up there didn't deny. Quote, we focused on the story. We focused on the mood. We focused on the quality of graphics and music, but we didn't put a lot of attention into the gameplay mechanics, end quote, he said. It wasn't our target, but we decided that there was a ceiling that we couldn't break if we did not deliver something fresh, something new, end quote. Going forward, uh, developers at Bloober will rely on action and player input to generate disquiet, and they hope disquiet, and they hope that this nudge in creative direction will drastically expand the studio's audience. This mechanics-first ethos was actually implemented internally in 2019 when Bloober began building the remake of Silent Hill 2 for Konami. Quote. We decided that our next titles should be more mass market oriented, he said. Uh, we'd like to talk with more people. Yeah. Uh, we'd like to deliver our ideas with our DNA, not by environment or storytelling, but by action. So all of our future titles will have a lot of gameplay mechanics. They will be much bigger, end quote. All of this makes a lot of sense, especially when you look at the market as a whole. And, and especially how... when you look at Bloober's reputation. Yes, that, that, that too. Uh, disquiet means a feeling of anxiety or worry. Oh, I knew that part. I was wondering if I fucked up the pronunciation. Got it. If got it. Disquiet's fine, then we're all fine. Um, but so then going going from there, I do have a question to Barrett of what was Machine Gun Kelly in one of these games? No, I brought Machine Gun Kelly up because remember when he said he was just like you know leaving the rapping game and then started making pop punk and then he said like you know no I never left rap I'm gonna go back to rap this is kind of like the vibe that I get which mm. is why I brought up the picture of MGK of like no we're, we're not doing psychological horror we're gonna do a different type of horror and then I imagine it's somewhere in like four years Blue Routine will be like ah but we're going back to psychological horror we'll see it's, yeah I don't it's know just, it's just weird it's just a fucking weird like what, what are you doing what are I you mean doing? I think it makes perfect sense I think you you look out there and it's like these psychological horrors. They put out so many of them, and Aren't I feel they like making Silent uh, Silent Hill. Yeah, we already talked yeah. about this in the article. Yeah, but yeah, and this but is my like whole that's thing. Phase two, and that's where I get, that's where I go. Oh, that's not great. Uh huh. I don't. Hey, guess what? We're moving from what we've done, the lessons we've learned, the games we are known for, good or bad. We're moving away from all that, and we're gonna take a swing at making a gameplay first game, and we're gonna do it with Silent Hill too. I mean, but I'm like you had an at bat or two before you came out and were tackling something like this. I, I'm not too concerned about this. Now, again, I'm not the biggest Bloober fan. Yeah. I did not like the medium. Um, I feel like the some of the other games like were interesting at points, but I do feel like the things that made like the Layers of Fear game special was that more indie vibe. And I think that's where the psychological horror stuff really thrives. So for them to take this next step up to more of a Resident Evil type gameplay, Evil Within even, um, or Alan Wake, which like they have psychological horror elements, the, the disquiet stuff that they're talking about here, but just making the games fun, like I feel like that's what they're saying here. Instead of just like, you're not just walking around, like you're actually doing shit, which is like kind of my biggest complaint about a lot of those games. So 
I'm not too concerned about that stuff. And I think that starting with Silent Hill 2 is a great call because it's already there and it's a remake. You just need to do it again and better. I don't know that they're going to nail it, but I, this makes sense to me. The one thing that scares me is they'll be much bigger. <laughs> I don't know that we need bigger at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bloober is, you know, I always talk about being a horror movie fan and a horror game fan. And when I play a horror game, I feel like my requirements for having a good time are less than they are if I was playing a God of War or something. Not, not even a AAA game. A, you know, action adventure or mm-hmm. RPG or something like that. And Bloober, I think you said earlier, I, I, I like, I think they're interesting. Uh, of course, you know, the medium, I didn't think was incredible or anything, but I enjoyed the ride through it. I thought there were some interesting discussion points out of it. And I got, you know, there's a spook here or there. Uh, Blair Witch, I never finished, but I enjoyed the demos I did of it or enough that I was like, okay. And I never went back to it. It reviewed poorly. And then Layers of Fear, I remember playing, not the newish one, but the original one, where I sent it to Assets Barrett. If you have the time, I know Kevin's in there asking you something. Uh, but we actually did remember this uh, activation where we actually went to a haunted house. Mm-hmm where we played a game or whatever and then had all this scary stuff happening and they had face cams on us. And this is early days of kind of funny. This yeah, 2015. Is seven years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we had to go play in a scary room and then coach each other through it or whatever. Like, and we played it in the middle of the night. Yeah, I forgot I had Porty there because I couldn't leave him alone. <laughs> Stupid, outrageous stuff. That's a really fun one. It's a two-part Let's Play if you ever want to go check it out. Uh, but yeah, like Layers of Fear was the same thing where I played through it and I was like, okay, didn't love it, but I enjoyed the scariness of it as I went through. So again, for them to... Oh, look at Porty. God. He, that was when he was young, too, yeah. compared to it all, right? Uh, you know, you go through this, and you, you, you say, okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Silent yeah. Hill 2 seemed like a big thing for them to take on, but then a big thing for them to take on and try something brand new? I'm like, oof, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know how brand new it's going to be. Uh, that's my thing. We'll see how it all plays out. I, I don't have too much faith in Silent Hill 2, and that's not good, because Silent Hill 2 needs to hit. That's a game that people actually want to remake for, that's a good found like a great foundation. Yeah. Some of people's favorite game, like Silent Hill Two, is. Uh, you talk to people like, "Yo, what are your favorite games of all time?" People name that game for sure. So for it to be remade, that's the expectations of that are Resident Evil Two remake, are Final Fantasy Seven remake, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater yep, One yep, and Two, yep, and yep, I feel like yep. budget wise and stuff, Tony Hawk's probably a better example. But like, you need to deliver for the the fans, and I don't know that they got the stuff, but they're taking the swing and. I, I hope that they do it because I do feel like there is a a very valuable spot in video games for that double A horror game, not the indie stuff yeah, and yeah. not the crazy triple A stuff, but like somewhere in the in, in the middle. That's where horror thrives, right? Like yeah. horror movies, horror everything. It's like it's it's not so much about the budget; it's more about the experience, the vibes. Greg. The vibes. Uh, let's check in with the vibes of number five on the Roper report. Sony accidentally reveals that Call of Duty is worth $800 million to PlayStation alone. This is Taylor Lyles at IGN.com. An internal document from Sony revealed a ton of highly confidential information about its PlayStation brand. More specifically, we learned a lot about the Call of Duty revenues for PlayStation platforms alone. The document, which was submitted as evidence for the ongoing trial between the Federal Trade Commission and Microsoft, focuses on a letter sent by PlayStation boss Jim Ryan. In the letter, he was poorly redacted. Oh, I'm sorry. In the letter, which was poorly redacted, it mentions how much Call of Duty was worth to PlayStation alone. Specifically, the widely popular first-person shooter franchise, quote, directly generated over $800 million in the United States alone in 2021, according to the document. It's no surprise how popular Call of Duty is, as the most recent installment of the franchise, Modern Warfare 2, became the fastest Call of Duty game to cross $1 billion sold mark in 2022. But that's the only thing that's but that's the only thing that the document revealed. I think there's supposed to be a knot in there. 
But that's not the only thing the document revealed. We also learned how much two PlayStation first party titles cost. Well, we talked about this before. Specifically, uh, Horizon costing uh, twenty one or tw- Horizon Forbidden West costing two hundred and twelve million dollars to make, and Last of Us Part Two having a budget of two hundred and twenty million dollars to make. The games make big money. Greg. I know, right? This is again like I'm, I know. I think we've all been so sick of Microsoft Activision Blizzard. Period. Let alone this week of. These poorly redacted emails, things getting dropped, this, that. Yes, okay, $800 million is what it makes. That's great. The, the thing that I enjoy from this is, like, the kind of missing pieces of the puzzle that we haven't had for the last 10 years of, like, the actual understanding of, like, getting the numbers of, all right, cool, so Last of Us Part Two started development in 2014. Yeah. Knowing that, being like, all right, cool, that was a six-year development cycle, and that six-year development cycle cost... $220 million. I feel like that knowledge is something that we've been able to guess and roundabout be like, eh, sure. yeah. but then applying that to, all right, cool. When can we expect the next big Naughty Dog game? All right. Looking at uh, Horizon, the same idea of like the time that they, they put there. But then you also need to keep in mind like how much everything changes and how compare that to the development cycles of the Uncharted games on PlayStation 3. Yeah. We're seeing a trend, and that trend is not, oh, this took this long, so the next one will take that long. The next one's going to take longer if things continue this way, right? Yeah. Like getting three Uncharted games on PlayStation 3. We're not getting three Last of Us's <gasps> on PS5. Yeah. We might I was, not. I was waiting more. for you to finish your sentence. We'll get I, you know, but, you know, I, That's okay. I don't think we need to worry about that. Just make great games. You mm-hmm. know? But then also support them. I mean, don't make all these multiplayer games. I don't trust it. I don't think it's going to work out. Uh, number six on the Roper Report. Valve is reportedly banning games featuring AI-generated content. This is Tom Ivan at VGC. Valve has reportedly started banning Steam games featuring AI-created art assets unless developers can prove they have the rights to the IP used in the data set that trained the AI to create them. In a Reddit post spotted by games industry veteran Simon Carlos, uh, a developer recounted submitting an early version of a game to Steam with a few quote-unquote fairly obviously AI-generated assets, which they said they plan to improve by hand in a later build. In response, they were told the game could not be improved, uh, approved unless uh, the developer could prove to Valve that they owned all the necessary rights. Quote, after reviewing, we have identified intellectual property in parentheses, uh, game name here, which appears to belong to uh, one or more third parties, Valve said. In particular, game name here, contains art assets, assets generated by artificial intelligence that appears to be relying on copyrighted material owned by third parties. As the legal ownership of such AI-generated art is unclear, we cannot ship your game while it contains these AI-generated assets unless you can affirmatively confirm affirmatively confirm uh, that you own the rights to all uh, of the IP used in the data set that trained the AI to create the assets in your game, end quote. Great. This is great. We have a new fucking world of AI stuff getting inserted left and right, and yes, people should fucking make sure they're getting paid for their work and not having... Oh, well, the AI looked at this thing, so it was inspired by that thing, so it made this thing. That's very, like, 90% what you said. No, that's not cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, complicated, and this all goes to the, the top about the, um, the, the, the regulation of it all. That's where the problem lies. AI is not a problem. It's how it's being used that's a problem. And if, without people looking at it and trying to come up with rules that make sense and protect people, it's going to be used for evil. It's going to be used for horrible hey. things. I, I hate to bring this up, but I'm going to have to continue to. It's like, at the end of the day, people need to realize that 
Stealing people's stuff is just what everybody does all the time. And that's not good and it's not okay. But AI makes it way too easy and it makes it way too easy for people to, to monetize and profit off all of it. And sure. But in the same way, and again, I'm always on the, the wrong side of this conversation in people's minds, but it's like playing games on Twitch and stuff, you don't own the rights to those games. You are using somebody's thing to make money for yourself. To using images and thumbnails. We don't own this shit. We're just Google image searching and like using people's shit. What's the difference between that and the AI stuff? The only difference is there's regulation and we could get in trouble for that other stuff. We just aren't. Or in the case of Nintendo, people are. But with this, it's like there isn't systems in place to dock people unless storefronts like Steam are going to put their foot down and be like, no. Sure. So good on you, Steam, for doing that to protect the artists out there. I wonder how, yeah, it's got to be a huge headache for them to go through and figure it all out or whatever they're using, but it's interesting. What would you say, Tim? Like, what if somebody ripped off an idea I had where, like, I said, I think I might start wearing bib jeans mm -hmm. and I wanted people's opinions on that. Mm -hmm. And then just, you know, two days later, some dude showed up in bib jeans mm -hmm. at your office. But he looked fucking good, though. But he took my idea. You know what I mean? But he made it better. Yours was good, but it could be better. And you didn't do it. I wanted my friends to support me and tell me this, if I should. This reminds me of all the people in my life that have told me, like, I came up with this idea, and it's a podcast. <laughs> and it's like, I, I feel like there's been, like, ten different people that have, like, oh, man, they stole my idea. Your idea was people sitting around a table fucking talking, Greg. Yeah. All right? Yeah. And I, it blows my mind. This happens I, at Summer Game Fest. I was talking to somebody. and like, oh, man, kind of funny. You stole this idea. Are you fucking kidding me? Mike looked great in those bibs. Mike looks great in those pants. <laughs> Stole them from Greg, though. Thank you very much, CEO Junior. That's why you have that. And diet. he did it as a choice. It wasn't AI. He did it himself. He did do it himself, and that's what makes the betrayal hurt even more. Number seven on the Roper Report, Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1 does not support mouse and keyboard on PC. You stupid fucking idiots on PC. You're so stupid. They're telling you to your fucking filthy Cheeto-covered faces that you are playing on an inferior platform. Stupid! Number eight. Avatar The Last Airbender <laughs> Quest for Balance has been announced. Ryan McCaffrey at IGN has the report and a trailer. Uh, developer Bamtag Games and publisher Game Mill Entertainment have announced Avatar The Last Airbender Quest for Balance, an upcoming action-adventure game that will let you play solo or in two-player local or online co-op as, as your choice of nine different Avatar The Last Airbender characters. It's due out this fall on all major platforms, PC, Nintendo Switch, all the Playstations, all the Xboxes. The four elements, Earth, Wind, Fire, and Water, will be the focal point of the puzzles you'll encounter. Side quests, character upgrades, and interactions with iconic characters from the franchise are all promised. People can't even name two characters from this franchise, Greg. Avatar? Yeah. Crazy. It's cool, I guess. Bear, do you care about this? No, this looks like absolute shit. Yeah. But remember that <laughs> Avatar game on 360 where you could play for five minutes and get all the achievements? I hope they bring that over here. Well, I hope the they... horror game? Sure. Whatever it was. I don't know. I didn't. Will Tuttle came by my desk one day at IGN. I was like, you get all the achievements. This is by hitting B. And I went, doo -doo, thank you. And I gave it back to him. And that was the end of that. I was at a restaurant a couple days ago. Liar. And the waitress. <laughs> <laughs> the waitress was dressed like Cora. Things you never did. I appreciate it. Uh, Tim, I'm excited to see the next time you go to a restaurant. Yeah. That meal's so far away. I wanted something more immediate. Say what 
Mousey keyboard on a PC I know. anymore? Oh, work. my God. Uh, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today! AEW Fight Forever is on all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, Switch, and PC. You can get our review as this week's Kind of Funny Games cast on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and podcast services around the globe. Dead Cells is on PlayStation 5. The Lara Croft Collection is on Switch. Burn House Lane is on all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, and Switch. New dates for you. Garlic, a hot and tasty retro-inspired platformer, is launching on all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, and Nintendo Switch July 7th. Wild Football is coming to everything on October 10th. There's a tweet here from Colin Kaepernick about it. Mike, this seems like it's up your alley. Like backyard football. It's kind of your, your kind of stuff. And then Charles Jacobson says, in You're Wrong, but I brought it over here. Great job, Charles. Breaking. More Transformers are coming to Fortnite this October. Bumblebee, Megatron, and Fortnite are joining the Battle Bus. In, there you go, you have to go. Oh, this is garlic. The Battle Bus is joining as a Transformer, Greg. Oh, I'm sorry. Bumblebee, cool. Megatron, and dot, 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 the Fortnite Battle Bus. Very, very cool. This is garlic. Also, garlic looks fucking cool. It does look cool. You got to, I mean, you got to just appreciate it. You just name it garlic. Yeah. yeah. That's a good name. Oh, man, I want this. You want garlic? Well, it's yeah. coming out on July, July 7th. 7th. Uh, deals of the day for you Xbox games with gold for July 2023 have been announced Darkwood is coming July 1 through 31 and then when the past was around is July 16th through the 15th I just made a note to buy that game Greg garlic Mm -hmm. nice job you put on the calendar for the day no I just slapped myself great Uh, we asked people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go the kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we is that the right record straight or everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe. Uh, now I'm going to read it wrong to then correct it. All right. New AJ's eyes <laughs> writes in and says in NBA, all world, you explore and find NBA players to battle in one V one, then recruit them to your team. It's basically human, human trafficking and Nikes. Also, Greg, my name is new AJ. When I and I take photos, hence why my name is New AJ's Eyes. Now, what do you think they did wrong here? Everything. I, well, in the description, New AJ, you broke it up, but you didn't you didn't spell it phonetically for me. But then in the actual thing, you did, and so now New AJ's Eyes spells it phonetically. Niwaji's Eyes, Niwaji's Eyes, Niwaji's Eyes. Oh. You're a photographer, and I'd love to see your photography. Please tweet at me your Instagram link or whatever, Niwaji. And thank you for watching. And also, I'm sure I'm going to get a you're wrong on how to really say your name correctly. So please send it in as fast as you can because the show is ending. Nanobiologist writes in and says the guy from uh, Nintendo is Steve Singer, Nintendo of America VP of Dev Relations. Uh, this is going to be high. Uh, the Avatar, Nano continues, the Avatar game where you can get all the achievements in a minute is the a- Avatar, the last airbender, the burning earth. Uh uh, Nano says missed out today. The SpongeBob SquarePants DLC Power Wash Simulator stuff is out today. And then somebody might be editorializing. Okay. Ken Ken XJ mm-hmm. is making an argument with you, but like not as an, a mean person. As just, nope, nope, nope. Not Bite me, dude. I got a hat. We're talking about thumbnails. It's not the same, Tim. You are using that content as a derivative that promotes the game and yourself. You wouldn't say that you created the assets. AI inherently doesn't give credit to the vast history of human endeavor that it is based on. I, I mean, 
agree to disagree about this. I, I appreciate a respectful uh, your. Right. I, I appreciate it, yeah, but I mean, it, we are stealing people's stuff to make something new. That is stealing. And I think he's, he might be talking more about the video game Twitch argument than the thumbnail, but yeah. I digress. I mean, still, still. Then, look, again, I am the biggest hip-hop fan I know, and hip-hop, so much of it, is just theft unless you license the samples. It is what it is. I'm down for it, but it's stealing. You ever watch that song Exploder on the Thong song? Sorry, what? You ever watch the Thong, the, the, you know, Song Exploder? Mm-mm. Oh, it's a YouTube series that like talks about like a song and like blows up like how it happened and what other stuff. There's one about the Thong song. It's really good. But anyways, it turns out, of course, our friend, friend of the show, Cisco, never got permission to well, of course. Do, vi- save Live in La Vida Loca. Of course. But he told people he did. So then it was a huge fucking of thing. Of course. All right, here we go. Thank you. New AJ's eyes, a.k.a. Nuwaji's eyes. You write in and say, it's N as in next, and then wa waj. So, N, waj, Nuwaj. Thank you very much, Nuwaj. No, thank you for helping me learn how to pronounce something. I hope tomorrow, Tim, we'll learn a bunch of stuff. Because it's me a blessing closing out Kind of Funny Games Daily for your week. Remember, each and every weekday, there's a brand new episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Later, it's up on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and podcast services around the globe. If that wasn't enough for you, maybe you hate the ads in the show. No big deal. Head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where, of course, you can support us and get each and every episode ad-free. You'd also get a bevy of bonus content. If you've never supported before, you can give us 10 bucks right now and get more than 270 exclusive episodes and podcasts all for your listening and watching pleasure and remind that's just since october you could go way back and find everything else all the other things that are in the annals of kind of funny history find out about birthday eves you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. however no bucks toss away it's no big deal maybe you should use that epic creator code uh kind of funny when you're checking out of the epic game store or when you're doing an epic game store on your console fortnite rocket league etc etc it is still a humongous day of content here at kind of funny you're about to get a post show which will lead you straight into the annapurna live reacts as we see what they've got up their sleeves and then over on patreon.com slash kind of funny it of course is ps i love you xoxo so what i'm basically saying is cancel your cable don't go anywhere support us because we got you until next time ladies and gentlemen it's been our pleasure to serve you